For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to this fancast special live on a Monday night. Monday night, that's a bit weird, isn't don't it? Don't usually do Monday night pods, do we? Can we don't we... usually do two podcasts in the space of four days. Can we call this MNP then, Monday night podcast? Yeah. Oh yes, oh. right. That's official. Oh. That's official. MNP Monday night. Copyright MNP. Yeah. Copyright trademark. All of the above. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to this fancast special. David Evans here on the podcast this week. We've got Adam Price. Hello. We've got Richard Hoops. Hello, everyone. Richard Hello. Hoops. Hello, I've got the It's like it's the two. It'll all become clear in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> Over to my Hobbs. Yeah, Richard up. Hobbs. <laughs> it's the pressures of doing to fly, that's what it is. And he's raining in the hoops, Roy Hoops. Hello. He's back for a new season. Yes. Back. Secured, long, secured in a contract. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you were. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, I think you had a good, so. You had a good pre-season, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, I went away to uh, Dubai for a couple of weeks, yeah. and, uh, and <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, but no, glad to be back. Thank good, you. Good. Uh, now, on this special fancast, we're going to be talking about the Fozin press conference that happened today. We're going to talk about all the key points and one of the surprising aspects, which is Kid Jacket is staying on as Wolves manager. Um, now, some of the other key points that we had from today was that there was big investment is in big investment in the side. At least twenty to thirty million. That could be more. They're looking to for five to eight new players, and of course, uh, Jackie staying and Mendes is involved. But it sounds like more from an agent perspective that we'll be getting some of his players. Um, please get involved with us tonight on YouTube. Put a comment on our live stream. Tweet us at WWFC Fancast and post on our Facebook page Wolves Fancast. We did a podcast last week talking about the takeover. Once you listen to this, go back. Listen to that on our YouTube channel and go on our usual channel, SoundCloud and iTunes, Switch Wolves Fancast, and y'all can listen to it there as well. Gentlemen, we've do- we've all been on Twitter today looking through it because Ruddy Club didn't live stream it, did they? Not doesn't doesn't listen, to, doesn't listen yeah. to fan demands, do they? We're headed for trending, yeah. this guy's. Just saying. Yeah. Ruddy Club. So we've all kind of divulged everything that's happened today. We're going to go over the key points, but what was your initial reaction after today? Let's start with Roy. I think a positive reaction is, is, my, is my initial reaction. Um, going off the, the sound bites and the, the comments from the press conference, I think that the points which we'll discuss in a moment was um, the head coach, you know, that was the, the number one point, you know, what is his position um, going to become in light of um, the speculation regarding his job and, and, um, and the recent uh, Julian taking the, the Spanish position, so that that was that was interesting, and we'll go perhaps in a bit more detail on that. But uh, moving on to the the investment, um, I think people were talking about twenty to thirty million, and people were perhaps a bit concerned that that level of investment wouldn't perhaps in the current um, climate get us to where we want to get to. But I think the key point in the uh, the statements was well, if you need the money, it will be available. It's all about being smart with the money, and I think um, um, Jeff um, came across quite um, um, authoritative um, and had a good nature to him. And, and and I know we have a lot of sort of wrestling terms, but I think he got some nice pops there. You know, in terms of greeting the fans outside, and I think um, yeah, I think it was like a pop choke slamming Jez Moxie. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a pop star welcome, wasn't it? It was, so it was. You know, he'd gone with the, the, the scarf again over his uh, over his jacket. Comes across as a, as, a, as a decent guy. It does. It does seem positive. I mean, we all know investment is is crucial. I think what particularly um, would have struck with a number of people is um, 
we know with, with Steve Morgan, I think much of his um, reign was criticised for the fact that the uh, the ground was developed when there perhaps wasn't quite the need to develop the ground. And, you know, although we have a fantastic museum and a, and a stand, Kulistan, that's never been full. And ultimately, people are going to be more concerned, you know, sounds cliche, but what goes on on the pitch. And I think his, his remark in regards to ground development was, let's sort the squad out first. And I think that probably... Will um, will encourage a lot of people who were uh, listen today. That was the big thing I thought today. It was very much on the squad. Squad needs sorting. Mm. Shy, she wasn't happy with the fact that it was a small squad. Talked about five to eight players we need to get in. Rich impressions t- initially yeah, from I, what you read. I think he came across really well. Um, I think as you rightly said, he came across sort of as almost a calming authority. He mm. didn't. He didn't make outlandish statements. He didn't say, he didn't promise the earth. Um, at the same time, everything he sort of said, he just seemed quite chill about. Um, you know, the whole yeah, investments isn't a huge. We're fine making the investment. Like like it's just looking for loose change in his pocket. Um, I thought was impressively worrying. From We've got to it. Yeah. So well, it's, it's fine, guys. We'll, we'll pay. It's, it's fine. This one's on me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, we got it. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Adam, what was your thoughts initially? Um, I'm very happy. I'm very, very happy with what he had to say. Um, I was very happy with that line as well when he just said, error capacity for investment is huge. Mm. Any investment will not be a problem for us. <laughs> Any investment. Very, very simple. That's nearly quote for quote, yeah. That's yeah. quote for quote. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was... You could paraphrase the last bit, but it's nearly quote for quote. <laughs> that is, that, that had me, he had me at that line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that was like, okay, yeah. we're not going to deal on someone who won't tip very much. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was also quite um, pleasantly surprised about his level of knowing where exactly in the team we needed to improve. He mm. said straight yeah. away, not only in the press conference, but in the the interview the Wolves posted, video yeah. that one yeah he said left side the whole yeah. left side yeah and strikers which we all know straight mm. away is the error problem areas because it could Cause we it, have none of any of them because that could have been a real sort of answer for him to trip up on and just to say oh we and just come across sort of oh, we need to really improve all areas of the squad yeah and, and, and we could have just yeah. gone oh we just need loads of strikers strikers what wins football less mm. oh we, we need to get 15 of those but actually it kind of showed a level of measuredness and mm. a level yeah. of thought and in actually speaking to the likes of Jacket and Farewell I'm guessing in terms of right what's needed we need essentially a whole left side of the pitch um, probably a new winger and a couple of centre forwards as well yeah. okay great that's what we'll do then yeah and I like I like how alright we're all, we're all going to fall on over the money and what he's got mm. but also it's about the smart nature yeah. of the money because we can give anyone yeah. 20, 30, 50 mm. million whatever and we can just pour it down a drain on terrible players but it's about getting it getting it spent smartly in the right way and obviously yeah. where mm. those players come from is another question that, that's the key thing though isn't it? like you said we can we've all been all excited that we're going to spend 10, 20 million on a player but it's never I think it's what we talked about last week it's never mm. guaranteed success We've got to look at this cleverly. There seems it's a good. level of ruthlessness, mm. ruthlessness in terms of that. It's actually, yeah, we have money to spend, but we're not going to do it stupidly. And, and we're want not value. Going, and, yeah, yeah, and actually, I know we'll, we'll go on to Jacket's position in a bit, but if Jacket doesn't spend the money wisely, judging by kind of how they reacted um, in spoken press conference, I don't think they take fools gladly, and if he's not no, performing, no. I think they will kind of probably act fairly mm. quickly. Hopefully, not too quickly, and we deal with a whole other sort of chairman ownership situations mm. regarding that. But I've, they come, they came across really sort of strong. You can see that like they're not the sort of club who like would spend like Leicester did with that Cramer, which they had spend yeah. nine, make him a club record signing, only to have him out on loan. Yeah, back in the next season, you can tell that they're saying the money's there, but we have to make sure that he'll fit the. the, the the club ethos, he'll fit in with the style of play, the system, and he, we know he can do it in the championship. Now, again, where where we get our players from, not too sure, but well, I'm sure we'll come on to that. Well, the, well, we can go into it now. This links into the whole Mendes thing. People didn't. There was all the rumours about Mendes involved, especially with the Lopetegui um, kind of managerial role. Which, again, on that, I found the comments. It was just kind of quickly brushed to to a side. It wasn't ever very clearly answered about mm. what happened there was he coming in because mm. there was obviously that report over the weekend he did an interview with our good friend Gilliam and <laughs> basically saying he was the Wolves manager but Spain basically came in for him 
and the whole answers to whole Julien kind of just was very quickly. Oh yeah, but now let's go back onto Kenny. It seems. Yeah. Uh, I, I, th- I think there has to be a level of embarrassment there. That confidential oh, talks yeah. have, have come out in the public and would severely undermine Kenny. And I think um, Jeff was quoted so much in, in in that today to say he's aware of the rumours and speculation and and how Kenny had been dignified in terms of um, his professionalism throughout the, the speculation. I think as well, he's, we talk about what he did say, but it was more important what he didn't say, because I would potentially have been concerned if he would have come out today and said, we have X amount of money to spend, I want to be in the Premiership next year, in five years' time I want to be competing for Europe, and then I want... Because, mm-hmm. you know, to put yourself in that position, you, you're going to... You know, if you come sh- up short... You've always got that, you know. Yeah, we've uh, always, to, to come back hopefully, on. we've kind of underpromised and overdone. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of sort of saying, yeah, um, like sort of Blackburn, I think it was saying we won't be within Champions League football within three seasons. Mm. It, it's it's a recipe for disaster, was, and you're giving people yeah, those yeah. little sound bites, which people like us will play over yeah, and over say, again. Yeah. and throw back in face. It was quite an open statement, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. We want to get in the Premier League as soon as possible. Doesn't yeah. really mm. mean the season. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty thirty million. I kind of got the feeling that was an at least yeah. amount for yeah. the next two years, kind of and there was a lot more. Well, there's more that they could use. He kind of said that like twenty to thirty million was a necessity. Yeah, and any more on that, we won't be afraid to put in mm. if it needs. Well, well, needs and that needs depends on results. It depends if they yeah. if they spend like let's say I don't know through this season fifteen million on players, and that does enough to do it. Well, mm. then, it, I mean, if we're looking between five and eight players, so we go for the average of let's say. Um, seven players uh, and spend a total of 28 million that's an average of four million pound a player which is probably what we need to invest in enough quality in each player i guess um, it just needs to be as said before it just needs to be done right because you've got a team like derby yeah. who took uh, about 25 million yeah. at it last year and they're still still can't do it mm. yeah so you, you need to be careful well that the club needs to be careful to make sure they're building the right team and not just a collection of individuals yeah and i mean we've spent who still struggle. when we spent well on on players sort of like someone like mcdonald who we got for less than a million there's no point spending four million on a player when we can get a player who's better on two million and that's the problem um, we, we can't have an expectation now if we go out and our oh, first signing only costs half a million yeah we can't have everyone yeah. going why are we only spending half a million on a player? We've got all this money. If, if he's mm. right for the squad, then he's right for the squad. Right. You know, and I think that there is or this a loan. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free transfer. Oh, it's like, like a loan free transfer. Like a third choice goalie on a free transfer. It's like everyone. It's like everyone. It's like everyone keeps joking. It'll be Chris Wood for like two million. His wages have just gone up. Yeah, haven't they? Yeah. His wages. It's like the old sort of Leeds United thing when they signed Seth Johnson and they went into a boardroom. Sorry to bore everyone who's live viewers. Went into the boardroom and they, him and his agent said, right, we'll ask for 15. I know we're only on 10 at the moment. Let's just gamble on it. And they sit down and the Leeds United board go, right, we're going to offer you 25 million at the 25 grand a week. Take it or leave it. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and that's why we're in so much debt. Oh um, and, but the same sort of thing can, can happen yeah. if you've got the money. But... And- they all seem sort of... We might still, yeah, with with yeah, Jez being so. a transitional period, he yeah. would still make sure that we're not going to... Oh, potentially. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what his remit is now. Yeah. He's only here for another three months. But. You would think he has a role to obviously help um, the Fosing group settle into football life, but also help them find a new chief exec. Yes. Yeah. Because that's going to be the next next bigger point. If you've got any thoughts, obviously, on the investment-wise, drop us a comment on our live stream, tweet us at WFC Fancast, Facebook Wolves Fancast as well. But I think what I tried to allude to last week, which is a danger with transfers, is that we can now spend four or five million pounds on a player. What do those wages command? And then how does that compare to this obvious wage parity we seem to have at the club moment? Are we now going to have almost two teams at Wolves? We're going to have four or five players who are on a good, I'm going to guess, say, 20 to 25,000 a week. The rest of the squad, who, what you would average out maybe between eight and, eight and 12. Yeah, 12. And then I know then we'd have this transition, but then are you going to almost be almost like when Solbakken came in and we bought all these all the foreign players then, mm-hmm. um, and obviously and there were still some Premier League winners. There must have been a difference. Then. It was almost like we had two squads. We had the, the, yeah. the failed Premier League side, the Mick McCarthy loyalists, and the Solbakken 
you know, new signings, and it was a different world. Yeah, McCarthy loyalists, the soul backing separatists, <laughs> yeah. and I think, and I think you raised an interesting point because this is where the um, the recruitment is, is crucial, and this is where we shouldn't particularly have an issue with with perhaps buying a, a proven championship player for a relatively modest fee. The issue would would there be if, for example, we brought five players from abroad who are known high profile players mm. on on particularly high wages. And then it only takes a few of those not to settle into the squad to underperform. And as um, you've, you've already said, there will be that parity between the players. So I think for one or two players, uh, players in the team accept them on high wages if their performance is warranted. Mm. But if we then go ahead and, and, and you know spend four or five million play, pound on, on players and buy five or six players... I think it's going to be very difficult to get that level of, mm. of um, you know, team, like team work within the squad. I would say that like some of the players now, they have to accept the situation that we've come into a bit of money. It's up to them to meet the competition of who yeah. we might bring in. Yeah, it is. It and be, then yeah. if it's up to them to say, well, I'm going to try and keep this three, four million pounds player out of the team in the hope that in a year's time I I'll can get a contract on, yeah, the, on exactly. the new terms yeah. of the owners you'll be some competing against on who's earning twice as much and actually if you're outperforming them well, I dare logic say if, kind of dictates you'd be I dare say if we buy in an attractive sounding foreign player and Dave Edwards still keeps him at the team I dare say <laughs> there'll be some tantrums <laughs> yeah. thrown by and fans it, it, it's kind of just one of those things isn't it you've got mm. to make sure that everyone's sort of performing and I look at someone like Crystal Palace last <clears> season they massively broke their wage structure getting in Yaron Kabaye. And at the start of the season, everybody was fine with it yeah. because he was miles the best player in the team. As soon as he had a dip in form, everyone had a dip in form. And, you know, I don't think there was any sort of massive arguments in that squad or any sort of, um, you know, breakup in the squad. But I think it kind of definitely showed that if you've got a star man who is earning twice as much as everyone else, they need to show every week why they are worth oh, yeah. twice as much as everyone. They say that the two, well, a couple of two main pitfalls of, of this then is that when the new, the new, the new era of players come in, they have to perform to earn their, their higher wage because yeah. if they're yeah. not pulling their weight in training or, or in the game, mm. that could create um, unrest in the squad. Um, and then, yes, yeah, just the wages which you would have to players and how would have to accept going forward because the game has changed for us now. Do we they've talked about getting five right players? Do we think any of those will be before Rotherham next week? I think we'll get think, in yeah. two, uh, yeah, but yeah. only because that's sort of what we did last season. To be fair, and we got in Ojo and Lafondra five mm. days before the season started, yeah. and I think now we've kind of got things sorted and there are now funds available. I, I think the turnaround in signings will probably be fairly quick because they'll have already done the scouting reports; they'll already yeah. have the information. It's now just the question of actually doing the phone calls. And my only sort of worry is, will our negotiation stance be much harder? Now everyone knows we've got yeah. more financial and backing. Will, will the scouting reports, whoever we've scouted now, be almost straight out the window? Because we would perhaps scouted players that we thought, well, what, this is the only money we've got. These are the type of players we now can only get. I guess you're going to have... Does that throw out the window thinking, well, actually, we've got a larger amount? Or See, I'd like to think that... With the modern age and sort of the amount of data, you know, data and resources, actually, you can always have a report on every player in yeah. the football league. Um, well, Jeff, Jeff did say, didn't he? I'm on first name. Good old yeah, Jeff. Jeff. Good old Jeff. Jeff did say. Wayne's World Two, by the way. <laughs> if anyone can understand my Wayne's World Two reference, I'll give them a gold star. Do you want to do it? I won't do it. <laughs> but if anyone, White Jeff and Wayne's World Two, send us a comment. You were the, we, he, talk, he talked today. This is we had a list, list of players. And that's that's been narrowed down now mm. to the ones that he thinks. Yeah, there was a long list to come down to come yeah. to the club. So I would imagine that Fosin, Fosin, Fosin yep. have their list of players. I imagine Thelwell had his list of players beforehand. I mean, you might as well put Thelwell's list in the mm. shredder now. And then, <laughs> then we've got Fosin. So we're going to go. Just visualise the shredder. Never see that list again. Okay, put so that in just, the filing cabinet, yeah, please, Kevin. Yeah. yeah, just just put it over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, in the maybe pile, Kevin. Also, same to Dale Estate as well. Well, this is one of my questions. I think I mentioned it on Friday. Was that 
who has the final say now on on players we bring in? Because mm. Foden, uh, Jeff well, has said that he, we've got our own list of players. I, I and kind the, of with the Mendes link as well. With the Mendes, do link, they have so. do they have to accept a, a Mendes player? Sorry, Rich. Uh, as I was going to say, as far as I'm aware, I think Jack it still has final say in terms of saying no to a player, and that it'll always sort of work because he's technically not the manager, is he? He's yeah. head coach, um, and it's always kind of done on a committee, so to speak. Um, and I can't get the impression that um, Jacket can put forward names himself for people he'd be interested in the club signing, but it will still always go to a committee. Likewise, if anyone else in that group, so whether it's the chief exec, Farewell, or whoever puts a name forward, someone like um, Jacket's probably got a better chance of vetoing the decision. So I, I don't think we'd ever sign a player who Jacket would, wouldn't want in the squad. Um, I might be completely wrong about that and actually it just turns out that he now has no say at all in transfers but I, I'd be surprised if he doesn't really. get the chance because I know that it will work the other way but if, I, I, yeah. I, I'd be saddened for him mm, on a personal yeah. level if he can't actually say who's coming into his team yeah. uh, have final say on it anyway and this is all the behind the scenes danger that you don't know what's going yeah. on. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's fantastic, but we don't know what the power is, the control is on that side as well. I think the, the modern approach, as Rich alluded to there, is, as you say, by definition, you're, you're head coach, so you work with a team of players who potentially will have been put forward by an, an agent or Falwell or, or Mendes or, or, or both, and, and the role is to get the best out of those, those players. I, I would suspect that it's pretty clear if we read between the lines with some comments today and previously regarding the hunt for a new manager that the same um, research has gone into players as this was mentioned by, by Adam there so I wouldn't be surprised if we potentially got players lined up and the takeover was, was perhaps partly delayed mm. making that official for any sort of red tape reason or literally mm. until the funds have been transferred you know, so, uh, Do you think some players who may be lined up, who may be a bit more of a higher calibre than we're used to, may now be slightly put off because it's Kenny Jacket, not Lopetegui? I think. That, yeah, yeah. I, I think. The, the you know, question, more yeah. than money in the world, but then still, you you want to, you, you you know, if someone says come play well, for Mourinho, you play for Mourinho. If someone it, says come it, play for David Moyes, you, it you may not be yeah. so. I'm just. Yeah. I think it depends on on the player. I think. It's such an easy thing to say, but I think the point is true. If you're perhaps a Spanish player who's aware of, um, oh, what's his Julen, name? Let's say Julen. Julen. Let's yeah. say Julen, and is you know, and is aware of the style of play that he has, and hasn't heard of Kenny Jacket, then yeah, it's a no, it's a no-brainer. And you know, ultimately, Julen would be able to attract players which Kenny Jacket wouldn't be able mm. to attract just by his stature and by his name, the way in which he plays the game. So, I think that perhaps, that perhaps will be different. But I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm sure uh, Dave will direct us shortly into a discussion about Kenny. But the, yes, si- so. the, the signings that we are going to make, <coughs> I'm still a little bit unsure how long these players will be with Kenny mm-hmm. in respect of Kenny well, I think, like, still with, having um, the post with signing with playing for Kenny or Lopetegui. He worked in Portugal. Mm. Men, we have this link with Mendes. You would say that oh, we, we could see some Portuguese players yeah. coming in who would have been happy to play for Lopetegui given mm-hmm. the managed Porto. Uh, Kenny Jacket, they may not know who he's he is. Not as big as it is, is he? Yeah. No, it, yeah. so, so you, yeah, you're right. It, it could have a detrimental effect on who we bring in. Hopefully not, because Jeff Shee's quite specific that he was looking to improve with these these five to eight players, the transfers. Mm-hmm. He specifically said they're out to improve the first eleven. So I'm not going to be looking to. Sign some squad filler mm. while the squad is thin. Mm. He's he's the players and, and guys who are going to improve the first eleven, which is good to hear. It's obviously, we'll find out over the next five weeks mm. and who these guys might actually yeah. be. We're going to talk about uh, Kenny Jacket in a second. So, a question for you for you all to ponder before the end of the podcast: If Wolves could make one realistic marquee signing by the end of the window, who would it be? One to ponder while we came on the chat, and for everybody else now, if you're on the live chat and our live stream or listening. And you've got Twitter or Facebook. Tell us the re- the realistic marquee sign that you would be happy to see for Wolves to sign in this uh, summer window. 
Um, let's move on to, as Roy said, conveniently to Kenny Jacket. Yeah. Um, now, we all thought, even despite the Lopetegui not taking the job, that Jacket may still go, but it seemed that after the Port Vale game, he was staying in the job, um, despite the frustrations of many, many fans. Um, I'm, I was really surprised by this. I Even though that Lopetegui wasn't coming in, you thought that was an indication that they were looking for someone else, and now they've kept it on. Do you think it's now the time to say, right, back him, rather than leave it a few games, and when he just one bad game, get rid of him? Or is this oddly in some kind of clever interim period? What do we think of Jacket staying? It's 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 funny because I know it probably took a bit of wind out of fan sales when when he realised he would be he would be um, he would be staying because there's quite a number of candidates people would like to have saw. But I guess it's this is if you're thinking of if you're, if you're Kenny Jacket, you might think well they've offered my job out to someone else, or that's quite that's quite evident that how's that going to make me feel? But on the flip side. He's never been in this position before, been at a club with considerable resources. Yeah. So now it's 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 up to him now. He he has to be successful. Mm. He has to give it his all, play people in the proper positions, and be successful because he knows in a bad run he more than likely he'll be out. He'll he might not ever be at a club again where they've got a bit a billionaire investment company in charge. Maybe this might bring the best out of Kenny. Might see a different Kenny jacket now going forward. Mm. Um, we don't know what plays that's what we're going forward. That's that's understandable, but it's fight or flight for Kenny. Really, he can either be be upset or be a bit disheartened or disillusioned that his job's been offered out, or the fact that now Jeff Shee's told him, "Look, you we, you've got the job, you've got the mm. gig for now. You've got to show us what you can do yeah. now. If you can keep us, in the, if you can get us in the top six consistently this season, you'll be okay." Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think it's very much sink or swim, and he's almost got no excuses now. Mm. Um, last season, you could argue. Or he'd argue that he was a bit hamstrung in the transfer market um, with a lack of investment and by injuries. Can't really use those excuses mm. now. Mm. Um, and the club can't really use any excuses of whether well, they've done this in the past before, but like losing out to other teams and that. Yeah. We've now got the clout to get the players we you really know, we want should, to we get. We shouldn't now be losing out to a player on wage demands. Mm. I know the club will still have their principles about how much a player should earn and that's good from their perspective. But actually, that shouldn't really be happening now, in mm. Myers, unless it's stupid money. But mm. he's, he, it's going to be difficult for him. But I'm, you know, we don't know how much they spoke to the Fuson group, spoke to Kenny before the takeover and anything mm. like that, and how much he was kind of kept in the dark about it. Yep. So he might have been looking at the own man, as they kind of quite, quite rightly should. But the takeover happens, they have a sit down with him and say, listen cards on the table we were looking at this other, we were looking at this other guy he's not taking it want to keep you for for the intimate future if things work out and we can have steady progress then great and we can just go from there so I mean McCarthy stayed under um, Morgan when because he signed before Morgan yeah. joined the club mm-hmm. yeah. and there wasn't as far as I'm aware anyway there wasn't this big question mark over McCarthy going mm. Um, I mean, it always feels like this bit of logic that actually, oh no, well you get rid of your manager if you get a new uh, mm. owners, but it's only because we know that his job's pretty much been offered out. Mm. Um, and if and if his ego can take it, and if his pride can take it, then he's still got a job at the end of the day, which yeah. is what he'll care about. And if he gets us promoted, that's yeah. a tick on his CV. And even if. Even if like at um, somewhere like Watford, where they get rid of him after getting promoted, yeah. sign his stock. His stock's risen. Mm. His stock's probably pretty high now than it was two weeks ago because of how he's handled himself. Yeah. So, I, th- I think he's he's comfortable. I think he has handled himself with a lot of dignity and professionalism. Um, but ultimately, of course, we're, we're all reading between the lines, and we don't know. Um, the discussions that have been held with with the new group, but I would suggest that they've realised that time is running out between now and the start of the season. They haven't got the, their number one choice in in candidate, so I feel that perhaps, in my opinion, that they may have other people in mind that they would want to have that head coach position, but it wouldn't be particularly wise to get rid of your manager a week before the start of the season and then not have a ready-made replacement. 
that you know if we are to believe that they've they've gone for um, Julian previously and and, it, and it, comments attributed to him suggest that uh, and and Jeff today then they don't want to be in a position where they approach someone and they have perhaps a change of heart so I think they're sticking with what they've got with Kenny perhaps giving him a little bit of a morale boost and and support but I actually think when we talk about the role of the head coach in a strange sense for the board that's not the most important issue which sounds crazy to them at this very moment in time their most important issue if we're reading the comments today is getting better players mm. into the squad and they'll then make a decision on who's the best head coach yeah. to work with those players so it's ultimately players before manager now I think it is a curious situation where and we discussed this um, before coming on air and I'm sure it's what a lot of fans listening have, have discussed where somebody has been earmarked for your job and then you've got to then coach those players because perhaps if you pass on those instructions it's human nature for the players to say oh they didn't really want you anyway or you won't be here very long mm. so they perhaps have got to make a strong statement and they've said they like Kenny and they've discussed the squad with him and that may be enough but I suspect if results don't go too well then it wouldn't surprise me if Kenny's not here for, for too much longer because it's crazy to, to think that you're looking to replace him and then all of a sudden, just because you haven't got that main man, that's it. Mm. There has to be more than one candidate who they want to to take on the well, job. If Kenny hadn't been in the job at the weekend, there's been a couple of names that have come out of the woodwork recently. Steve Bruce obviously be one, one man who missed out on the job a couple of years ago in the relegation season. Uh, Marcus Silva, Marcos Silva, the former Olympiacos manager as well, has been linked or... That, that, Secret phones running. Yeah, that, it's that, only Jeff's yeah. fault. Uh, <laughs> what do we think of those? If Kenny was to go at some point, what do we think of those two now? Steve Bruce, obviously a lot of Championship experience, knows how to get teams up into the Premier League. Marco Silva, I've no idea who this guy is, but what do we think of those two candidates? I, my preference um, would be, I mean, my, my opinion, I think Steve Bruce would be a great option mm. for us purely because he has the track record. Yeah. Yes, Jeff Hughes have already said that we want to be in the Premier League as soon as possible and, and I think that can be best achieved with a, a manager with a proven track record of the Championship and that is Steve Bruce he got a dysfunctional Hull team up last season yeah. and he's, he's already walked away from that for his own reasons so for me he will be our best candidate to, to get us up however which way and he's also shown that he's quite competent in keeping, you know, maintaining teams in the Premier League. Yes, he's been relegated twice um, with Birmingham and Hull, but he has taken them straight back. So he's not like not like us who have the double dip relegation. He can actually take teams yeah. back up again if if the worst should happen. So uh, he can get he can he can get good players in. Um, I mean, obviously, we're going to probably might source our own players through Mendes or whoever not, but he can, he's got good contacts. He can get good players into the team. Um, he's got experience working with foreign players as well, yeah. mixture yeah. with Hall. Yeah, he's, he, he gets my vote. Yeah, I, I, th I think, certainly, uh, I think it, perhaps Bruce is more popular than he was when we were previously looking uh, for a manager, and he has got the credentials. Um it seems very harsh to say anybody but Kenny, but I'm still getting over how poor last year was. And, and I know we all start with, with a new approach, but also taking into account the, the previous comments about how he will work with his squad with the position that he's in currently. Um, another name that has been mentioned but not linked, but between fans, I think, is Roberto Martinez. Now, um, you can talk about his credentials the in terms Inter of the work. The Inter Milan manager, done. Roberto Martinez, we went about. No, the Wigan of course. manager. Of course. Of, no. I need to just swear there. I was thinking of Roberto <laughs> Mancini. I was like, what? I will, I will, I will, I will, I will rich, take but... Mancini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I could imagine Mancini with the wolf scarf just elegantly mm. around his shoulders. Yeah. Golden black so scarf. I was, I was yeah. just flicking through the YouTube cards. I was like, yeah. after the game, yeah. I'd have a saunter, then the chaplash, have a Bella meal. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards, ciao, ciao. Of red. Yeah. A great draw today. And the, all the lights dim down. That is how we win games. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can go back off to Merida. <laughs> 
Yeah, Martinez. Sorry. Martinez. Yeah, I think, I think Martinez would be a good show. Um, but yeah, I haven't heard any other names mentioned. But no. I think the names no. that the two names were mentioned. Let's let's be honest. Uh, prior to that, we didn't have a whole lot of knowledge of. So another young coach, I believe this this the Silbury. So maybe there's there's something in terms of looking for a European young coach, and. Um, We'll, we'll wait and see, but I, I, I've got I've got to think that they're they're looking at people right now. I mean, I know sort of a lot of people. Sorry, on the YouTube comments, sort of saying um, Bruce wouldn't be good, but I really struggle to understand why he wouldn't be a good manager. But I think surely as well, Bruce would probably be more keen to join us now because it's a new ownership. Because yeah. the last time it was very mixed, I was more than happy to have Bruce in the relegation season. But then it, I think I felt it was very much the, the fans that, that swayed that decision. Yeah, apparently so. Yeah, I think I think we just sat McCarthy and maybe people drawing parallels of Bruce to McCarthy. They maybe yeah. felt we weren't changing our style too much if he went from McCarthy to Bruce, and, and that probably people were thinking wrongly about that. But mm. um, I mean, we've we've paid the price for that for not getting him in at the time, rather than going with uh, Terry Connor. Is Kirbishly available? He's always available. He's always made 25 to 1 in the book. He's always there. A lot of comments on our YouTube channel. Thank you very much for listening and commenting (coughs) in. But there's a mixture again on Martinez, mixture on Bruce. Um, Can we just say there's one person who keeps commenting on everything called the the League of Bellends? (laughs) (laughs) He does say he doesn't want to be called the League of Bellends. He wanted to be called Daz. Oh, okay, Daz. Was that that taken, was it? I think so, yeah. I think you just need to change your. I'll, I'll send a link out afterwards of how to change and your so, YouTube And name. someone said this last week, and I think we kind of dismissed it, AVB. Surely AVB is an <laughs> Why would he well, The most hipster yeah. manager of all time. There is, yeah. I, I'm sure I've read this online. There's a story somewhere, and apologies if it's completely wrong, that um, AVB wants to retire... Um, from football completely when he's in his 40s because he's, he has a dream of being a rally car driver. Wow. And there's a, an interview, I'm sure, somewhere, again, apologies if it's wrong, that he says that he wants to quit football and do, live his long life during a being a rally car driver. Yeah. Do you think this is what it is, though, with Bruce, that he's not particularly fashionable? Do you think that people yeah. just want a yeah. cool manager? That's why we do. Well, 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 who wears a nice suit and, you know, uh, you know, we talk about Mancini and so forth. But is that the fact that Steve Bruce is the most unfashionable manager out there? Is that what it is? It's like, we've got a new owner, so we really need a cool European mm. manager. We did actually that's try why that. That's why I think people are so, disappointed yeah. why Lopetegui didn't come, because he's the cool yeah. hipster manager. I was yeah. going to say, two yeah. points on the fact. Have any of you guys checked out the Twitter page, Steve Bruce at Weddings? No, but it sounds no. like a must. No. Yes, it is a good Well, because you know how Steve Bruce, whenever he's wearing a suit, automatically looks like he's at a wedding? Right. It's no, basically with it. okay, no, okay. it's basically just him photoshopped into other people's weddings of him <laughs> dancing like a drunk uncle. The other point I was going to make is we're talking about hipster managers now. Oh. Kevin Doyle's manager at Colorado Rapids, Pablo uh, Masterini. Yeah. Have you ever seen him? I think he'd give you a run for hipster manager. Sorry for this. Um, Visual feature. Okay. Well, you can look him up online. Yeah. Wow, that is one great moustache. Yeah, that's, that that is, that's all you need to hear. Just, right. just type in Colorado's yeah. manager. Just, Colorado just type Rapids in Colorado's Yeah, that's all I've You're done. hired. Yeah, he, he <laughs> yeah. is an eccentric man. Right, on the moustache alone. And he might be able to enjoy a back on loan. Um, Whenever anyone, any player disagrees with you. He also wore bow tie mm. one day. <laughs> yeah. and really, oh. Interesting. Again, that's another one, not for... Not for but we'd all enjoy it. He actually is wearing a bow tie if you go online. Can you imagine? Just check out the Google images. Just pure scenes. Get him in. Who's that lower? Oh, Tisdale, isn't it? Paul Tisdale. He's he um, a flat cap. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. It's good when you're winning, but if you're losing, yeah. just ammunition for people like us again. <laughs> is, it the, is it the first thing that gets thrown to the floor and the goal gets let in? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm <laughs> with a tracksuit. I didn't get there. You're not playing, you're not on the couch. Why have you got your four why kids you, on? Why have you got bits <laughs> on? Just in case yeah, you need to It's live, so you can insert the end, but he's full kit. Uh, you know, <laughs> no, you, you you want someone with a bit of style you're, on there. I, w- yeah. I would definitely be a suit manager. Yeah, or rolled manager. up sleeves. I was, a bit, I was a bit worried that we hadn't heard from Steve Koenig. This evening, you know, oh, I, was is about, he well? I was about to say we need to pause because our good friend Steve Koenig is listening. <laughs> Howdy, Steve! Howdy, Howdy Steve! Steve. <laughs> Native Texan. <laughs> 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 Murka.
Yeah. <laughs> We're sorry, Steve. Yeah. Sorry, thanks again. For Steve. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thank you. Sorry, again. <laughs> so, back on Skinny Jacket, is there not an element, though, that should he have taken the job? I know, uh, on principle, if he knew that perhaps his job was going to be there and he'd been messed around a bit, yes, it's a whole new era, but would you be inclined in that position to be a bit like, well, no, hang on a second, you've, you've messed me about here, you've put me in a very untenable situation, you obviously don't want me, so... But he can't lose in a way, though, can he? I think mm. what, what Rich referred to earlier. Um, and it, people will say, well, where's your, your, pres- your professional pride? People will say that if they can say. Uh, but I think, really, with, with Kenny, he can't lose because he's in a good position where his stock is actually rising all the time now. And he's got an opportunity potentially um, to be part of a of a good project. So, yeah, I don't blame him for for not not resigning. People would say he's stubborn, and perhaps he should have more pride. I absolutely agree with you, and I think if we all put it to our own working lives and what we mentioned earlier, when you know somebody, you want to, you know, your your job has basically been offered to someone else. It's got to hurt. Mm. It's got to hurt your professional pride. However, I think as Adam said, you know. It, there's a couple of ways of dealing with this and now if he takes the approach of well actually I'll show them actually that I am the right man then you know perhaps that is the right approach I guess he can argue over any potential foreign import manager comes in he can argue, he can say to the board they won't they won't know English football too mm. well, well depending on who it is because I've I've been here I've been managing in League 2-1 Championship I know what English football is all about mm. give me the give me the resources Uh and I'll show you what I can do. And I suppose his argument as well, if he, if he was effectively reapplying for his own job, would be perhaps the academy and the players that we've seen come through in the recent years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that perhaps will be a concern for many fans in, in regards to the takeover, will be we've got a Category A academy. It's famed as being one of the best in the country. A great production line of talent. Will that perhaps be, you know... Um, put aside for, for high-profile signings, the the comments from from Jeff is, is is no in terms of, and that was one of the appeals to to um, to buying us and not the fifteen other clubs he's reputed to have been interested. I mean, only time will tell on that. I want to go back to Jeff Shive just briefly, and also if you're listening in, thanks very much. Drop us a comment on our live stream, tweet us at WGFC Fancast, and our Facebook page Wolves Fancast as well. Get involved. I thought Jeff Shive's comments. Came across Wells Day, but there was still an element for me. They almost still seem like the middleman, because he's not mm. the club representative. He's obviously saying the right things, but how much power and say does he have ultimately? Because he's going back to Fozzi and saying this is what's going on there, saying right, you need to do this. So he's going back and telling the club yeah. what to do. There is that element to me of what is the power that as the club representative to Fozzi, which I don't think we've we've never had that. No. Before, I'll be more interested in some ways to see what the chief executive says to the new one because surely, day to day wise, the yeah, things yeah. that probably affect us more as fans is going to be the chief executive's power. There and therefore, a, what does Fozin's role then turn into? There is a bit of a line of command form, isn't there? Because yeah. we need the, the currently vacant or to be vacant CEO job will report into Jeff Shear. You know, he's openly said he's only going to spend maximum a quarter of the year in the UK. Mm. So He'll be checking in from afar. He'll be going up possibly to the main man, Grant mm. Chang, and he might pass the orders down the chain. So that is quite interesting. And will we ever see him, Grant Chang? This, this, this is incredible. It's like a film, isn't it? I really hope Show not. us your leader. Yeah. yeah. But like, you, yeah. Can, you can see. Like he's just sitting in a darkened room. <laughs> yeah. He'll just turn around this miserable chair with the bomb. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the big reveal. <laughs> but you can see in like a year's time, it's not going well. We're not. We haven't spent the money wisely. We're doing terribly, and you can see people. Oh, they, yeah. <laughs> and you can see. She sounds such like my girlfriend. You, you, can see, <laughs> you can see the classic kind of arguments that Wolves fans will, will make in terms of, well, we never see this guy who owns us. Why is he never here to the games? And uh, yeah. Will we actually ever see this guy turn up? Uh, yeah. Uh, but what about the that his role? Does, yeah. does he not need to Has he got technically no apart from owning the company that's bought us? Is he responsibly not even there? Well, I said on Twitter this week, I want to see this guy's son, who apparently has been elected to the board, who might be one of these strange board members that you, that you never see. But but joking aside, I think 
perhaps the point you're referring to there is that, that Jeff Shee may be the affable, PR, good face, good talker, fluent in English, perfect representative, but he then has to go to a board, which he's part of, and his other investors, to sanction any big decisions. So that's one side of things, but quite right. The chief executive is going to play the biggest role between chief executive and head coach. And it could potentially be, and I've spoken to people um, today who who have made this um, suggestion, that Kenny's job perhaps may not be confirmed one way or the other until a new chief executive is appointed, and then it would be the instruction of the chief executive if he or she believes that Kenny's the right man for the job. Because ultimately, the, the investors, their involvement, although we've seen famously Morgan going into the dressing room and you know other owners who are perhaps more hands-on, if he's spending a quarter of the year in, in the country and he's not seeing things on a day-to-day basis and he's effectively, him and the group, are the money, the hands-on running of the club is going to be a crucial um, part. So I think Kenny might just be sweating on who his boss effectively yeah. will be because that will probably determine where his it future just, is. I think it, it kind of sounds as though he's got a lot of the power because he, he quite he called that when we, he was talking about uh, Lopetegui and he said there was an agreement made and he said, well, no, because I didn't have the power then. But now I have the pa- I have the power. Mm. <laughs> he says now I've got the yeah. power. So maybe he does. He's he's running it at a certain level. He is the boss, but will still take any direction from Grand Chang if you know he sees fit or he doesn't like what he sees. I don't know who he's referring to. I kept seeing a lot of people on on social media suggest Kenya for CEO. Kenyon? Kenyon? Oh, Peter oh, Kenyon, 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 ex-Chelsea, Man United, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's Potent- that Potentially. He's, he was part of the FA at recent yeah. times. Well, it's not Peter Ridsdale. <laughs> no, neither. <laughs> well, what do we think about the outgoing chief executive? Well, yeah, well, they, they said today, or well, Jeff Shine said today, that he was actually quite disappointed he was going to be wanted to keep him on. Yeah. He really rated him by the sound of it. He said he was yeah. really sad that that he was going and he tried he did try to convince yeah. him to, to stay and this is this is where I think I spoke last week where in a few months time we'll see what Jez Moxie's legacy is because mm. we'll see how how a good CEO he was mm. and also are you know Arthur is in a, a bit apprehensive that we don't okay we bought a football club but we don't really know what we're kind of doing here and let, mm. until the new chief executive probably comes in and sorts of ship out and so maybe they see Moxie as someone who is very, you know, got a lot of experience in this field, and why get rid of someone who's got all the experience and knows club inside and out? Mm. It, it, I mean, it might just almost feel like an end of an era for him, mm. and actually, there's no point him trying to change for a new regime when he can go sort of somewhere else and just start completely afresh again. Mm. He must have good reasons to go because if, as he says, this is a mm. fantastic opportunity for Wolves and we could be back in the Premier League in one two years. Why would he? Yeah, then why would he want to walk away from the opportunity of getting a having a bumper salary again in the Premier League, mixing it amongst the big execs of, of the, the Premier League, like more exposure. I mean, it could just be a bit worn out by the last sort of... Well, 16 years of 16 years, but Why haven't we all been, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, especially like the last year, because, as I said, they've basically been in negotiations from about three weeks after putting the club for sale. And a large part of that is going to have been him trying to keep it all together and trying to stop all, stop all the rumours coming out to keep everyone with a level head and to make sure that we're kind of almost still in the league um, and sort of make sure it's still a viable business opportunity. Yeah. Um, so we might actually sort of think, actually, you know what? I've done my role here. I've fulfilled my role as the chief executive officer. Mm. There's no more I can really accomplish here in his eyes because he's got us promoted. He's got us to stay in the Premier League. He's got us stable through tough economic times. Yeah. He might just think, I can go to he could go to a Norwich or whoever, and still be able to do a similar function, but at a different club now, and he can have a new project for himself. Yeah. Um, <coughs> it'd be interesting to see what what he does, but he doesn't because you know, there's a very strong chance he won't stay in football. 
you know, he's a he's a businessman at the end of the day. He can go to US sports, does not he? Because he likes his US sports, isn't like basketball. Yeah, he's got a kind of yeah, wasn't it basketball? Yeah, so he could he might fancy a complete sport change, like you say, which karate as well. I think is he black belt in karate or. That, that, that's, not, that's unexpected. There's <laughs> 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 some silence there. That was left field to yeah. say. No, you, sorry, you have to just use a copy of our live broadcast. Um, yeah, I'm sure he is. I'm sure somebody will comment on that. There's only one way to find out. Yeah. There is only one way yeah. to find out. He, I mean, he has polarised people's opinions, yeah. as, as, he, as he would, and something I'm sure we spoke about over the number of years in his pantomime sort of villain type character but as you rightly say only t- only time time will tell um, th- for me I hope we get a chief executive who who is conscious of the books and, and running the, the club in a you know in a good position you like saying that because Jeff, Jeff Shee was quite he liked the fact that he'd been here 16 years very very experienced in football and that's why he may look to someone who is a, not, not just a young up and coming CEO from another sport he may look out there for experienced football mm. CEOs know the business inside out and getting someone like that I mean maybe that's where Peter Kenyon rumours have come from I don't know but or maybe it's because just because we're filthy rich and I think yeah. we could probably be afford yeah. his, his salary <laughs> yeah. I don't know but um, yeah I mean it will be interesting because if things start to go wrong the post Moxie era on the financially wise or even performance wise people may start to see Moxie in a different light we want to do a, a Twitter corner slash your question corner right at the end now. We're getting near to the end of the podcast, so if you've got any questions you want us to answer, or just, well, I know we've got no clout to answer questions, but if you have any questions you want us to, to go across, uh, send them in now, live stream, pop top on the board, tweet us at WFC Fancast, uh, Facebook, all's Fancast. Um, gentlemen, we asked a question about key signings this season. Most of the comments we had on the live stream were Pritchard. Uh, we had a couple of ones on Twitter for Pritchard as well. Um, Aaron Baines uh, also talked about Anthony Knockhart as well from Brighton. Mm-hmm. Is there a key signing at all that you think is realistic that you would think, wow, that's a, that's a good signing? I'm going to put one out there and it's come through some of the comments as well. It would be ambitious, I think. I'm not sure he'd still want to go, but someone like Bamford, I think, would be it. Oh, yeah. Like Bamford. Yeah, I was gonna, that's why I want to go first. <laughs> You're asking early. Damn I'm, it. I've learned the hard way. I, th- yeah. I, th- I think Bamford would be a good share. One we spoke about um, before coming on air to share with you guys, and I'm sure it's been on Twitter, is Bakri Sacco. Mm. Now, now, we know his season was a little bit mixed at Palace, and as was Palace's season as a whole. So I don't know his position and um, whether or not a change in ownership um, and a monetary incentive would entice him to, to come to us and perhaps frustration at... Um, at Palace and, and signings that they've made there, but yeah, I think we would. Well, I would certainly be delighted if uh, he came back. Come home, Bakary. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sure there are fans who'd say no, we'd never want him. Yeah, I, I can't see any objection. I, I, I wouldn't no. object him to coming. Particularly when it's you know you're looking at the type of positions where we're short. Can't, you know, can't uh, ticks for yeah box doesn't he? Ticks that left wing um, box. He yeah. takes every box into the PR. You just imagine that tweet saying, guess who's back? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they did that same thing that Bobby Zamora did when he signed for yes. Brian, yeah. Brian Ho. Yes. Just start the feet and work up. <laughs> guess who's back? Uh, Roy, any kind of potential realistic sign that you'd be quite happy with? Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Neymar? Na- Neymar Messi. Would, would be good. Me- Messi, would Messi, 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 Messi would, would be the dog in times. The uh, question yeah. is, is, would Messi be able to get in from Dave Edwards in the team? That's the thing. I don't think he's hard-working enough. To... Can you now say that Ronaldo is a realistic signing? No. Given the Mendes no. thing. <laughs> Perhaps the original Ronaldo may be realistic. Um, I, a player I liked... Um, Watching the Euros, and, and but this isn't a big name. Was Jeff Hendrick? I don't know if he's recently signed for. He's been at Derby for a few years. Yeah, um, a... whether or not we, you know, we we could entice him out of the, the championship, but he was, um, he he impressed me. Um, I actually think it will be names we probably won't know of at this point, and that will mm. be the role of uh, of Mendes. Um, but how about ticking yeah. the boxes of experienced winner? Portuguese, oh. given the Mendes link, three years contract because this game Williamson because always injured. Ricardo Carvalho, just a career as a sure fight. Oh, he's always old. 
Could you imagine? That's rare. Yeah. No, so we've, we've done it, we've made it. I'm not, I'm not advocating that, by the way. I'm just on the point. I'm just on the point. I'm still be able to Danny Barr for pace of the bat. Yeah. What about Berbatov? Yeah, I think that signaled quite a lot of intent. Yeah, what like a one year, like like a Zlatan one year deal. Yeah, Yeah. one one year, make the money back in t-shirt sales, that kind of thing, and cigar sales. Um, James (laughs) James Bathen on Twitter back on the Peter Kenyon um, link said Kenyon link has come from a journalist, but he has links with Mendes. Uh, so it would be a perfect fit, fit knows how to globalise a brand. So that makes sense. He's very well connected, this Mendes, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Um, a couple of comments on the uh, the live feed. So thanks for commenting. Someone said, did if I can bring it up because my computer's not working. Oh, uh, Johnny did, Russell. Johnny Someone Russell. Cause, um, Clark Maxwell said, who I think we were kind of half linked to last year. Yeah. Um, I think probably by Wolves fans. Um, but I think as you kind of alluded to, It'll be really interesting to see if we can sign quality championship players off other teams, essentially yeah, off absolutely. our rivals, and sort of. And people shouldn't get worried or moaning if that happens. No, because we're we not going to buy foreign superstars. We're not going to buy foreign superstars. So, uh, OJ Turner with a great question here: Are you worried about the great frozen? Name. It is a great name. Uh, are you worried about frozen potentially changing the name of the stadium for commercial purposes? I mean, their owners they can they can do it if they want to. I think everyone will still call it Molyneux. Yeah. Yeah, the Molyneux at Fosun Arena yeah, the, or something. The, uh, yeah, the Fosun Arena. Yeah, I, I actually think it's it, it's an interesting question. I don't think it would be something which they would do at this stage, but if we were um, you know, in a position to be successful and, and perhaps be in the Premier League... You know, you have to make a question, you know, in this modern times, if you get 20 million or whatever the sum is, or, you know, probably far in excess of that for changing the name, I think you'd do it. If you pay for new TV screens. Yes. Oh. Yes. That would be amazing. <laughs> HD ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with, with no red row advertisements. Um, a question on Twitter from one of Richie's friends, I believe, Sam Pickering. How- Big Sam. How high? How high should a uh, how high should a pineapple bounce when it's ripe? Mm. Good question, Pico. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks for that, Pico. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, friend. Three feet in the air. Yeah. Um, what do we think, Adam? How high? Three feet in the air. Three feet. Just, just that. Yeah. Just consistent. Try and make. Yeah. Yeah. yeah three feet. Three feet. Yeah. Yeah. I've no idea to be honest. I've no. never tried this. Maybe there's a potential podcast in the future. I wonder whether this yeah. is a trick question and we're all talking about something else. See, yeah. Well, I can <laughs> tell you for a fact, Sam Pickering's six foot five, so he can throw it down from a great height. So if he throws it, it's going to be different. Is this for someone throwing it or falling off a tree? Ooh, okay. What was the question? Falling off a tree? No, how high should a pineapple bounce when it's ripe? So it doesn't uh, give right. a distance in terms of where it's I mean, you, you, you were just going off gravity, so you were just going off a... Um, the standard. Uh, yeah, yeah you were just going off 9.81 metres per second downfall there. I'm br- yeah, I'm bringing physics into Knowledge. this, by the way. Yeah. And you will see the tweet there that from Tim Spears that Jeff Shee is at the end of the press conference shouted or oh, said yes, very loudly, we are wolves. Yeah. This, yes. Cheap, Paul. Cheap, yeah. <laughs> This is the most him and said, "Don't forget to say it." <laughs> I just did he say yeah. anyone for hogs afterwards? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drinks on me. Yeah. He did say he had a point of banks, probably. Yeah. Didn't he? Yeah. Can you imagine we just came in with a four pack? Yeah. Just well, lads. Yeah. The assistant has drilled beforehand and said, "Take all these things in with you. They're, mm. they, 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 they would symptomatic of Wolverhampton." <laughs> turns up with yeah. like just eat some scratchings, scratchings, four pack and banks. Is this, is this, am, I, am I doing well? Yeah. I'm, doing I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to the what was it? Was it the moth? That's right. Yeah, the that's moth. It, yeah. I'm going to the moth to hang with the kids, my crew. <laughs> um, just so, just to finish off the podcast and for this last bit, please get in touch on the live stream. Uh, Twitter at WWFC Fancast. Uh, should know by now. And uh, Wolves Fancast on Facebook. And uh, we talked about this. Uh, Rich, Adam, and I, Roy, can join on joining on the game now. Okay. When we met up a couple of weeks ago for a Fancast meetup. Biscuit Monopoly. Oh, right, you ready for this? Yeah, Biscuit Monopoly. So we need, we need to settle this down. So here is Biscuit Monopoly. Imagine a Monopoly board, your classic London Monopoly board. You need to place biscuits according to the, the houses, for example, on the board. Okay. The rules are the biscuits have to come in all one packet. They can't be individually wrapped. So, for example, you wouldn't class a club biscuit mm-hmm. in this game. They're going to have a biscuit base. 
whether chocolate raises it or anything in between raises it is another question. Um, where would you place certain biscuits on the Biscuit Monopoly board? We want to hear your suggestions as well. So, for example, a McVitie's Chocolate Digestive, where would that go on a Monopoly board in terms of value? It's like a safe bet, isn't it? It's, it's a solid. Bet. It's like a yellow or uh, red. Is it a strand? Or... Yeah. yeah. Does the yeah, chocolate ele- does chocolate elevate the biscuits on this board? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> sure, chocolate elevates. Yeah. Well, since I bought a box of them only at the weekend, this is an, everyone... I mean, let's be honest, you prefer a chocolate digestive than just a standard digestive. I'm thinking... Yeah. Um, I don't know, actually. Belgian that, chocolate yeah. cookies. That's not a biscuit. But co- cookies, biscuit. Well, cookies got... Surely it's a crumb, so surely it's a... Well, I'm pointing that one forward. Then there's, there's, I mean, for me, that's like a green, like a Regent Street level. Bell, double, quad, no, triple Belgian chocolate cookies. Oh, I don't know, that's too far. Is that too, that's too much? I think it's too that's much. really not a biscuit at this point. That's one of the train stations, then I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I, then, if you could then say a normal McVitie's digestive. Now, I think... I think that's dropping to um, sort of a... I'm going to... Angel Islington level. Yeah. Really, because it's a, it's a classic, though. So surely it's got to be high. It's, like a, it's a royal biscuit. It's see, I, I, see I, think sort of like, I think shortbread's got to be quite high. I think if you're talking yeah. about... I think that's got to be sort of... You know, you're looking at... Shortbread is quintessentially an English sort of biscuit, isn't it? So it would perhaps be a bit more affluent to shortbread. Yeah. Would you, would, who, who would argue against bourbons being on like Mayfair Park Lane level? No, I think bourbons and custard creams... Should be your electricity and waterworks. Ah, touche. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ashley Hayden or Hayden on our live stream. Chocolate hobnob. It's got to be quite high. See, oh, well. I think you'd have hobnob next to um, chocolate digestive. I don't think there's much give between them. They're both good for dunking, aren't they? Yeah. So that's. They're just... both sort. Yeah. Alternatively, what 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 one shouldn't be there and should be on the go straight to jail spot. <laughs> Um, but the worst, the, uh, what's the, the worst biscuit? Oh, the worst <laughs> biscuit. Rich tea? Would that be Old Kent? Yeah. Because I don't think they're, yes, they're not that great, are they? They're, they're okay, but... So, there's no chocolate, there's no rich, real... Rich biscuit. tea is just like dry air, yeah. isn't it, really? There's, there's, yeah. nothing, there's nothing really on a rich tea. I was just thinking of a pink wafer. We can class a pink wafer as a biscuit. It'll be mm. in a biscuit selection, but it's not really a biscuit. It's, no, it's, it's more of a... Yeah. It's like a snack, it's like a... I was just would thinking have, of a pink wafer being quite effeminate and walking down Carnaby Street or something. That's, that was my logic. And here's, a, here's another one which I was about to suggest, but Darren Postin got there before me. Jammy Dodger. Yeah. That throws a whole new. Yeah. I mean, again, in the works, the, where does that Dodger? fall? Is it a biscuit? Are we classing it? Because it is in the box it's of biscuits, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's got a biscuit base. It's got a biscuit base, yeah. Because um, yeah. then are you going to just count a vanilla swirl? Mm. Oh, we're going off the tangent. Because now, yeah, because that I would never class <laughs> a vanilla swirl as a biscuit. You know me too well. We were saying wagon wheels next. Yeah. A pink panther biscuit again. What? Pink panther biscuit. Are they like that pink wafer? I'm pretty sure that is a pink wafer. Yeah. 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 Uh, Matty Bagman on Twitter. A fig roll. Go straight <laughs> to jail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the stations. What do you put on stations? They're going to be the same type of biscuit, surely. I think you'd go different variants. Custard. Could you go sort of custard cream? I'll tell you, we go to work tomorrow, and you'll be saying, "Everyone, great discussion for you. Biscuit yeah. monopoly. Let's do it. Get the biscuit eggs. We'll Google image up a monopoly yeah. board. We'll work this out. <laughs> We're not leaving this office right. until we get this board done. Get the post-it notes. Forget the project. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. If it's the last week of a month. I don't care if the lines go down. We're doing yeah. this. Uh, David Powell says Gary Baldy. Who? What? Gary Baldy. Gary Baldy. Hello, David Powell as well. Good evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get your suggestions in on the live stream. Tweet us at DoJFC Fancast. I can't think we need to do a separate podcast for this just so Steve Coding knows what's going on. Yeah. He's always said, this is a great education and we could genuinely talk for the rest of the What biscuits are these in America? Or, or, Next time, Steve. I mean, no, I mean Steve wouldn't eat a biscuit though because he's too Texan and he's too manly for a biscuit, isn't he? Steve really? eats cookies and milk. Yeah. It's got a lot of problem being cookie, yeah. Okay. Don't you, Steve? Yeah. Yeah, Next time, Steve comes over, get an array of biscuits at the mm, ready. Yeah. I mean, that's that sounds like a good idea. I mean, blindfold him. See, again, penguins are chocolate bar, not a biscuit. Yeah, so it's it's yeah. got it can't, it's got to be all sold in one packet, can't be individually wrapped. Yeah. So all, and a biscuit base as well. 
or made of some kind of biscuit texture. Oh, how how we not bought this already? Oh, Oreos. Yeah, see, I see. I don't have that one. Of train well, that's yeah. I don't have that one. Of, that's my fair, is it? Is it not allowed though because it's an American biscuit and not a British biscuit, which needs Ooh. to be on an English monopoly board? Haha, mm. <laughs> <laughs> around you there. Technicalities. Yeah. 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 Alright, ginger nut. Ginger nut. Yeah, that should class. Ginger nut. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Someone out there is going to put this final board together for us and send it to us so we can. Get that sorted. Pasco. Oh, I was going to say before we end, um, I tweeted last time round about fancast mums. I've got a I new. I don't know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know where this is going. Uh, we, have... After my mum listened to uh, last week's live show, yeah. she said um, when we were talking about Steve Bruce, she said I was only half listening, and when I heard Bruce, I thought you meant Bruce Forsyth because there was a Strictly <laughs> thing on. <laughs> So have you got any sort of um, pictures, odd things the pictures like that? for the press would be great yeah. to that. <laughs> oh, I can imagine it now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the touchline. And who, who, who would his assistant be? If Bruce Forsyth oh, as manager? It'd be Tess Daly. Just yeah. yeah. Oh well, that's something to turn up for the games for. Yeah. I suppose. Keep on scoring goals. We're just going to every player. You're my favourite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every match rating will be seven. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> we do have fun, <laughs> and that's where we're going to leave this live broadcast. Thank you very much for listening. Um, you can listen back to it um, and our previous ones. We're going to be putting this up on our usual SoundCloud and iTunes channels. Uh, you can tweet us at WWFC Fancast, Facebook Wolves Fancast. Basically, if you search for a social media channel and you type in Wolves Fancast, we'll probably be there. Uh, and our normal podcasts will resume from next week, where we'll be talking about the season ahead, which has probably all changed now, given that we're filthy rich. Uh, we'll be looking ahead to the new season and the game against Rotherham. Uh, but for this live broadcast, thank you very much for listening. And for this special, it's bye from Adam. Bye-bye. Bye from Rich. Goodbye. Bye from Roy. Goodbye. And it's bye from me. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>